Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because oh, yeah. we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right. Let's roll. Heidi ho Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Split Screen Dennis and Andy Show. Today, well, I'm Andy, as it says below my name. That other guy's Dennis. And I guess you know who I am by now. That's right. So today, we're going to have a discussion about a Netflix show that Dennis got me to watch. Yeah. 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 I wish I had my 10 hours back. Nope called Sweet Home. Now you might be wondering, well, what the hell is Sweet Home? I've never heard of it. No problem. We're going to play the trailer right now. And then after the trailer, we're going to discuss why it sucks. Or not. All right. So Sweet I'll tell you a little Jesus. bit about it since Andy's already telling you how bad it is because it's not. It's quite good. But oh, well. as alluded to in there, it was directed by uh, Lee Young Buck. Um, the series is it's a 10 episode series. that's actually an adaptation of a webtoon by the exact same name, Sweet Home. Now, it's 10 episodes long and they had a budget of about twenty seven million dollars for the 10 episodes. So, you know, it's a little bit of money, but not a ton of money. So, you know. Take that with a grain of salt. Know, that's discuss it. It's that's, solid. That's two point seven. That's yeah. That's like two point seven million an episode, right? Right. That's yeah. a, that's a good budget. I mean, it, I don't know what TV. Bad. Yeah, I don't know what TV shows are over here, but I think two million is a pretty good budget considering, you know, the actors. I mean, it's a Korean thing, so I'm sure those actors weren't getting paid a ton. So it was all probably going into special effects and stuff. Well, so the interesting thing is it is Korean. So what you saw on the trailer was the audio was Korean and it's English subtitle. So I watched the first five episodes, not that way, because you can also listen to it as the English dubbed version. And that's how I started watching it. Well, my daughter came home and everybody knows she's going to Korean. She speaks fluent Korean. So mm -hmm. my wife and daughter wanted to watch it. So they're like, oh, we need to re start rewatching it. But we want to not watch it with the English dub. So I had to finish watching it. So I wound up kind of watching it both ways. Oh, I, uh, I watched it dubbed. The dubbing, I, I'll say this. They do a fantastic job with the dubbing because I'd say the by the end of the first episode, beginning of the second, I mean, I was sold. I was like, this is what every one of these people probably sounds like when you know for a fact it's not. But that's just how good the dubbing is. This is not like Enter the Dragon type dubbing where their mouths move and the words don't match. It so the, my wife and daughter disagreed with that because they know these actresses and actresses from all the other K-dramas and stuff. And like, oh, my God, they don't sound like it. And it drove them nuts. If you're not familiar with all of their other work, you will not know the difference from our perspective. Plus, 
when you listen to it in English, the dubbing that's below it, the words actually match very well. So yeah. again, I was impressed with with, with that because that's not always the case. All right, well, give a. I know we showed the trailer, but give so, a give a, give a synopsis a, yeah. of what it's about. Um. Hyunsu is uh, a loner. He's the high school student. You saw him, the kid with the black eyes. Um, he lost his entire family in a terrible accident. He winds up moving to a, an apartment complex called Green Home. Um, it's kind of a fun setting. It's a single location. It's big. It's diverse. Um, but it's it's not enough to, to make it feel like, like a stage setting. Um, it, it helps with the um, immediate tension building because everyone that's in the building, it, it gets closed off and everybody's stuck into the building together and they don't know why they're stuck in. So this close proximity um, to everybody else um, kind of creates all of this tension within everybody. Um, the early episodes, the first few, really focus in on that and shine on them being trapped in a building with a bunch of eccentric strangers because nobody really knows each other in the building. And uh, you start well, popping I mean, up you know. with different mini stories um, yeah. that wind up springing up. You know, you've got the old shopkeeper who's trying to protect his store downstairs. You got a mentally traumatized woman who uh, is pushing around an empty baby buggy and you weren't sure why until you find out about the loss of her child. You got a musician who lo loves rock and doesn't care about authority. So all these different people, and there's a lot of them, are all kind of together. You know what we call baby buggies in 2020 or 2021? Oh, actually, we called them this 30 years ago, too. Strollers. Strollers. Well, yeah. for those buggies, of you. Buggies are the 20. When were you born? Well, Good it's Lord. not just an ageist thing. It's also a location. They still call them buggies over in Britain. Where are we? We're in the greatest country in the world. I we don't are. Call them in another country. We are broadcasting world live right now. True. So, so my thing was, I thought it was. I thought overall it was slow. Um, some of the CG effects for the monsters I liked. Some of them I just thought. I thought it was inconsistent. I thought some of the CG effects looked really good. But then I thought some looked pretty bad, and I was like, "How's this the same show?" You know, it's like you gotta you gotta be consistent, just like in a movie with the special effects. You can't go from like, "Wow, that looks really good," to "That looks really cheesy." Well, um, now, you know, I kind of disagree. I, I will agree there there it wasn't completely consistent. But if you like monsters, I'm telling you, this series is for you. They got a whole bunch of different type of surreal monsters some of them like you saw in the trailer the one big hulking guy that's a big he monster cool. that can smash through things you got a goo monster that you run into you see the dude with the giant eyeball um you know that's going up and his eyeball actually comes at you you know from the bottom floor up to what i think it was like the 13th floor yeah. so some of it is cg um and some of it's not and things get bloody really quickly. So another thing, if you like gore, true. there's a lot of gore in this movie, almost to the point of being excessive gore. Um, but it was designed to be gory. So this wasn't. Yeah, I don't just know. I don't think it was excessive. I think. I think the the to me when I think excessive, 
I literally think the last Hellboy movie that came out a couple of years ago. That, that was, was that was totally excessive. That was so excessive in terms of the gore, and it, it didn't help forward the story, and it just wasn't needed. In this, that I didn't mind the the blood and the guts and all that stuff because it's about monsters and stuff. And I don't know, it, it didn't seem excessive to me. I thought the giant eyeball was just stupid. Oh um, my god, that was cool. But no, but that was dumb. The war was intentional. They designed it that right, way. Right. And there were parts, but it was it wasn't supposed to be scary gore. It wound up being a little silly at times, but it was it was there. I mean, it really brought you in. So it was. Um, I thought there were a few scenes where the CG was a little bit lacking, and you could tell maybe it's a budgetary issue and stuff, but all the practical effects that they had. I thought were great and the cinematography and the use of color in this. So it was kind of drab in the first episode and then the color keeps coming out. And I, I think it was incredibly vivid. It's a very colorful um, palette that they use in it. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I just, it wasn't unlike other shows after the first episode, after every episode, I wasn't like, Oh, I got it. I got, I got to binge this. You know, usually a 10 hour thing like Ozarks or or, or um, if you say fortitude, that'll tell me that we can just end this right now. <laughs> but fortitude, I was looking forward to at the end because I like murder mysteries. See, um, see, I, I, I'm sweet, telling you, I, sweet I, home, I could sweet home. I stretched out over, I think, a couple of weeks because I wasn't like, oh, I got to watch the next one. Oh, I just can't wait to watch the next one. None of the characters really pulled me in except for the one girl that was part of uh, the military squad or whatever. And she okay, was so we need to talk right. about her. She's So there's a couple of, of people we got to talk about. So the suicider loner guy, the guy with the black eyes, um, his character was uh, Cha Hyun Soo. And I hope I don't butcher the names too much. He's he pretty black. much the main focus of, of the entire you know, first uh, uh, first season, um, and the, he get you get a lot of flashbacks throughout the episodes yeah. that really kind of provide the context of not only his life but where they're going. So the movie starts out with him, but it takes place in the future. And as soon as that scene's done, it's now. So you kind of see the ending before it starts, and sometimes that pays off, and sometimes it doesn't in a movie. I thought it paid off very well. Yeah, I he thought was it was fine. I, I thought it was fine doing that. And I actually really like stuff like that that's not linear, where they start with a clip of the end just to kind of intrigue you to go, oh, my God, how did they get to this point? So I thought starting the show that way was actually really good because it did. That did pull me in to go, oh, yeah. whoa, how did we get here? Um, yeah. So I, the didn't mind, I didn't mind them all being – you know, shut into the building, you know, they locked themselves in for protection and stuff. I liked some of the characters. I hated the store owner, but I think that's the point. You're supposed to hate them. So they did a good job there because that guy was just an asshole. Um, but he did have a redeeming thing towards the end. You know what I'm talking about? I, yeah. And, and one of the things which is really cool, cause you're, you're bringing up, you know, one of the characters, 
you get to find out each of the characters, and we got it. We'll have a few screenshots. You'll kind of be able to see some of the characters. So each one of them, even though they're trapped together, they each have their own story, and you find out they're almost like little mini stories. And you'll get they'll delve into some of their backgrounds through them. Right. As you start realizing the characters at the beginning, you think they're all one particular way. As the story goes on, you see almost all of the characters will grow and blossom into something completely different. So the characterization and the growth potential, I thought was great for almost all the characters there. Now, don't get attached to them because people do die in this, and uh, but it's good. The military uh, girl that um, Andy was talking about, Lisi uh, uh, Young is her name, and she plays her characters again, So Yi King. She is amazing. She's resourceful. She's great. She is absolutely, yeah. she looks fantastic. My wife was laughing. She goes, wow, she doesn't just have a six pack because she winds up having to go in there and she's like in shorts and this little tank top. She doesn't have a six pack. She's got an eight pack. I mean, this girl is rich. There was a, there was a back shot of her. And oh, I was yeah. looking at her back, and her back was like even kind of shredded some. And I'm like, good Lord. So trivia what? question, there's a reason why she is. She's just not a built, uh, well-muscled person. She's an amateur boxer. She's actually won multiple titles in the 40-gram kilo, uh, kilogram class, including the 24th National Amateur Boxing Championship in 2013. Oh, wow. So when you see her doing some of the maneuvers and stuff in this, I mean, this girl can really fight in real life and she's incredibly ripped. So she's great. Uh, she, she's a standout character to, uh, to me in this. Yeah. Look at some stuff we pulled here. So obviously that's just a title card. It's intriguing. That title card. I'll give it that. So here's some comparison. Oops. Oh, not big enough. Must make it bigger. So this must be that one big dude right there. Yeah. You know, all these monsters, I know one reason they're pissed because he has no junk. I mean, come on. With all the blood and guts they're showing, they couldn't just give the dude a little junk flopping around. I mean, look at Watchmen. You, you saw Dr. Manhattan. That is true. I think they could have done, they could have done something with him. This guy right here, I thought was the dumbest, actually, even beyond the big eye, because, come on, how's he moving around? The dude has half, the top half of his head, his brain's cut in half. Correct, which is what makes it so interesting. He's He literally gets sliced with a katana. Straight, just what you see there. He's got no eyes left, and he hears, and you see close-up of his ears and his tympanic membrane and everything. And you see when sound goes in, he can hear the slightest vibration in sound. And his ability is, you know, he can basically, his tentacles, his fingernails, it grows like in. Fantastic. Yeah. Only they're all weapons. It's kind of like, right. the, like the Terminator 2, um, but they're not metal. And it's very interesting because he's able to function this way. So this webtoon, now just for background, I have never read the webtoon. And um, honestly, after seeing this, I actually may go back and, and pull it up and find it because they've got a, a number of different. So he, here's a group of uh, 
you know, some of the cast members. The cute, funny thing is most of those are characters, but you'll see there's a few of them throughout the show. Even though oh, we're right. together, they just randomly appear and we're like, well, who's that person? I like he's this guy. Right yes. here. I thought he was okay. Um, this is a store owner that is just a total asshole. Right. Right there. That's his wife. Wow, look how far apart they have him. Of course, they don't have a great relationship. So, um, isn't this the woman who was pushing around the empty baby buggy? Yep, yep. And the the military guy. And again, each of these characters has a little bit of story, and you start finding out about them, and you get your initial impression of these characters at one point and their interactions. But as as the show grow goes, each of the character grows. So you wind up having different opinions about quite a few of them. And you're kind of like, wow, that was really cool what he or she did and what they wound up doing and what they wound up in. Um, yeah, they've got some, the, the guy in the bottom uh, left, he was like, for example, he's a, I, he almost looks like a drug dealer. He was in prison and stuff. So you immediately think he's a bad guy and stuff like that. Yeah. The dude is is a kick butt guy. I mean, just absolutely. Wait, is this the guy? Is this the guy yeah. that has like the scarring on his face right here? Yes. The, and he got his back all messed up and whatnot. Yeah. So this isn't a screenshot from him from the movie then. Well, or from it, the show. Yeah, because remember it disappears. We don't want to give away too many spoilers. Um, but yeah, that's him. Um, all the characters wound up blossoming into something different from what they were. So there's, in my mind, there's a lot of tremendous growth between it. Um, the webtoon, I really am probably going to find some time and go read it because I really want to, I want to see how this is going to differ with the webtoon because this actually really piqued my interest. But the characters, I enjoyed the characters and the direction that each of them took. I guess. Uh, you know, the main guy, that's the main guy they show right here, right? The kid that was going to off himself. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, used to, you know, I don't know. He didn't do much for me at all as, as like the lead character. He, I, I, he wow. felt that my wife and daughter thought he was absolutely phenomenal. Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't get that from him. Yeah. Maybe well, it's maybe it's their whole way of doing. There's it. a lot of characters, so in the first few episodes, it is a bit confusing. It's a little chaotic, but it starts settling down into a coherent uh, rhythm as it starts progressing. And each character, to me, all the characters that were there, none of them are like off the wall. Each one is very relatable to me. They really have a lot of realism to them. Again, it, it's it's English dubbed. It's why I was, you know, watched it. But they were very realistic, and I got to see each of them evolve into it. Well, so. I mean, I'll give the, I'll give the show credit for that because, kind of like I said before, when you don't know when you're watching something with people that are actors that you're not familiar with and you don't know, you do get pulled in more and think it's more you know, you're watching like almost a documentary because, you know, it's not Tom Cruise. So you're not like, oh, I saw Tom do this. And I've seen Tom do this. I've never seen any of these people before. So I, I took them all for what they were character wise. I mean, this guy I thought was really good. 
and yep. playing the older, um, uh, like fatherly type. And he had cancer, right? Didn't he? Yes. This guy was dying. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hold on. Got a comment. I believe it's your kid. <laughs> oh, did you buy anti-human sentiment growth? What's he talking about? His anti-human sentiment growth. I don't know. Did we buy his anti-human sentiment growth? Um, you know, I don't want to give away too much in the plot. Oh, who cares? What got what what character is he talking about? That's the lead. Oh, okay. So that remember they had him locked away and he was right. down. He was he was they, down on, on humanity. Yeah, they locked him away because yeah. they found out he was a monster as well. Right. So he's also suicidal. He he was going into it. He had lost his family at the very right. beginning when you see him standing over there, he's right. contemplating jumping off, killing himself. And it relates all the way down through, you know, that. And he's got a very dim perspective on humanity, you know, right. and he doesn't have a very powerful relationship with many of the uh, uh, characters, either male or female. Oh, that's right here. Jonathan commented again. He started disliking how humans treated monsters. Yeah. You know what? There are monsters. They're not normal. They're monsters. If, you know, if, if a monster just looks like this kid that doesn't, you know, because some of the monsters in this, in this show, like this guy on screen now don't physically, their appearance doesn't physically change and they don't grow into some horrific looking thing or giant eyeball or whatever. He just like this kid basically regenerates. Right. So that's from a power aspect, but now, yeah. So for those, so instead of being zombie-like, this the the premise of this isn't about turning into zombies. It's not some virus. That's all right. been pretty much done. They don't know what's going on, but people turn into monsters, right? Yeah. So, but and some of the monsters know. turn into horrific-looking, ugly creatures that scare the hell out of you know everybody uh, else, and he starts associating more with the monsters because of the things that he do and those that he's fighting. Now they run into another character later on who also has the same ability because he can control it. In this show, once you develop, you get the nosebleed. Once you start turning into a monster, you instantly, you become a monster for good. You, you, not, you know, right. can't stem it. Some people, and there's a very small number of them, they're able to control that. He's one of them. They wind up encountering another one in the middle of the show, and he treats it like a wolf pack. Right, right. But right. what I'm saying is, if you're if you're the unfortunate type that mutates into something gross, like a monster, then uh, yeah. Considering every single one that was in the show, unless I'm forgetting something, every single one looked like they wanted to kill the humans. Yeah, you die. Well, or, or do they want to kill humans, or is it just their primal instinct? Not all of them, though, because there's a gooey one that's up there, which we were debating on, on who that Okay, so there was. The, there was the one gooey one here. Right. What makes a human a human? Uh, do they look like a human? Then they're human. <laughs> really? You're going with physical appearance versus what it means in your heart? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Does the big tentacle looking thing that looks like an octopus walking <laughs> around outside of the ocean? Uh, does the big 20 foot hawking looking thing that can't even talk, but just grunts and is chasing people down and wants to smash them and obliterate them. Oh, maybe he does have a good heart and that's just how he expresses himself. Well, no, but look, look at the main character's journey through this. This is where I think you and I are disagreeing. I take something completely different away. His character started off in a place. He finds out who he is. He starts wrestling, which is what I think Jonathan's pointing out. You know, who am I associating with? I'm not human. Am I a monster? Do I still feel the same thing for it? And he wrestles with his humanity throughout. And is ultimately, he has to choose. And then towards the end, he's got right. a battle between, do I save humanity against another person of my kind? Because he's one of those rare people now or not. And it's, it's what I think he does is very interesting. No, I and I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, beside, point out another one, because I might have forgot. You know how my memory is with, I forget stuff literally when the TV gets turned off. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the only, only monster in the whole thing that seemed like he was trying to, it was trying to protect anybody was the green gooey one. Or was there another one that I forgot about? Well, the, there was the green gooey one. Yeah. Um, it was the shopkeeper that wound up turning and he wasn't necessarily going to. We don't know what he was or wasn't going to do. Right. You know, he, he didn't. He also he, you're right. The shopkeeper turned into one. That was a nice touching moment when his wife basically took him down and he apologized for being such a dick their whole you know, most of their marriage, I guess, and just in general. But that was, you know, he he was begging to basically be put out of his misery. So that's a different thing. The green goo thing was literally the only other one. All the other ones were basically attacking. You know, and if you're attacking and you can't be reasoned with, you know, like, look, here, can you, you can see the comments, right? Here. Yeah. Are severe burn victims no longer human? Uh, no, of course not. They're still human because they're not monsters. I'm not going to compare real life stuff to a fictional story of something oh. that, as yeah. far as I know, will never exist. See, Jonathan did point out baby buggy. Thank you, buggy or stroller if you're she angry. Did. She did. Wait, she was also the type. She was one of them too. She was. She was the type that... And she, she was the retained, retained her her uh, her human features and aspects. So the, then the question, the question becomes, and I think it becomes a human humanistic question: is these monsters? Some of them did protect, some of them didn't. Now, is that based on a random aspect, or is it a control of your individual as a person or a soul? that wrestles control to want to protect them or just let your basic instincts go. There's a lot of things that could be answered through that. Yeah. I don't know. If I see something like that coming at me and it doesn't look like a, a human and it's, it's, it's like running towards me, I'm thinking you're, you're uh, going to want to do some damage and uh, I'm going to have to protect myself. Just like if a human comes running at me, screaming his head off, 
and I'm in fear for my life, I'm not going for the knees. Yep. Center mass. Well, and it brings up, the, again, then we have the wolf pack aspect where he meets the other one. Now, the other guy who's considered a highly evolved one that can maintain control, he thinks of themselves as the alpha. They're, it's a wolf pack. And in his mind, anybody who can do what they can do, they should be the ones sticking together as the wolf pack against everybody else. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. different. But that's just that just that shows the difference between the guy on screen and then the other guy you're talking about, who basically, basically, this guy's like the Peter Parker type, where he's like, "Oh, I've got this power now, so I have to, you know, use it responsibly." you know, for good. And the other guy that we're talking about is like, Ooh, I've got this power now. I've got a, I've got an advantage on everybody else. So I'm going to use it for my benefit, which, you know, not good. That's a good shot. What's that say at the top, Dennis? Can you read it? No, nope. Elizabeth needs to be here and she's not. God. But there's your there's basically your big three, the, the the main three characters. The guy on your left, you know, he's the big tough guy in in the group, which to me he's got a really great storyline. Um yeah, I like him too. The main character is in the middle, and then again, she winds up being just a, a fan fantastic. You're not sure about her, but her storyline winds up being super interesting. And they do lead this into a, a season two. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, what we find out more. And I don't know if this has been greenlit. I looked to see if I could find out. And I didn't see if this got greenlit for a season two. But they sure left it in, in the perfect position as a cliffhanger for it. When was this actually produced? Was it produced in like 2019, 2020? 2020. It actually came out, I think, at the end of, uh, yeah, 2020. So they finished post-production, I think, in during the summer. Oh, there's my least favorite. Oh, monster. See, I think that looks quite good. He was, he was neat. That looks so much better than how it looked on screen in the yeah, show. Really, how it looked on screen. No, what I'm saying is, this looks better because of the lighting in the actual series. When they showed it, it was outside going up the side of the building, like you said, and it was during the day. So it wasn't creepily lit. So I think you could see too much and it would have been better served if more was left up to the imagination with shadows and stuff being cast over it. I see what you're saying. You know, because this thing was like, like I said, it was in daytime. You can make out everything, and it, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that they were taking the chances of doing these different concepts, and not everyone's going to be a home run, you know. So I get that. So that's, you know, that's fine. This, you know, I just wasn't thrilled with this one. This is the boxer girl, right? Yep. Yeah, she was fantastic. I mean, she was my favorite. I think in the whole show. This was pretty cool. This, oh God. Um, this, was this, what's his face? Yeah, that, that is, that's the, the main dude. That's, uh, yeah, that's right, the main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could actually morph like this, which I thought was cool. 
you know, because when it was all said and done, it went back to, it did go back to normal, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> did, did you enjoy the 12 times they played Warriors by Imagine Dragons? I did. Every time it came on, we actually started singing. <laughs> I got to admit, I just, you know, I gloss over music and stuff. I like I notice it, but when it when it's too much, like to me, soundtrack stuff should be, you know, the background noise and you shouldn't really pay attention. So I didn't really notice it. They basically played that particular song whenever they were going to attempt to do something heroic. It would play on there. And then you were like, oh. They're going to come in for for the good old try of whatever goodness they were going to do, regardless if they failed or, or succeeded. So, yeah. yes, it was just kind of it was kind of a running joke that we, we sang that a lot. I didn't know it was 12 times, but uh, um, it was at least once every episode. <laughs> and I will say, I thought the effect they did with this was one of the better, better done ones in the show as well. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that, you know, and, you know, with what he's he's turning, I don't know, to me, it looked more like wings, like uh, a bird like um, and he's, you know, fighting basically the other alpha because um, right. the other alpha wanted to basically, you know, down with humans and he made his choice. He wanted to protect him because he had developed a relationship. So throughout the show, he's weighing which way to go. And he finally makes his choice. And I thought it was well done. This was a good fight scene. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oops. Oh, yeah. That's just another shot of him. Yeah. And again, the color palettes. We were talking about it. There was a lot of really good color palettes and stuff like that that they did. It was bright and colorful. And I mean... You can just see, look at the agony in, in, in his acting. I mean, it's very believable. Again, all the characters were incredibly believable characters, no matter what, what role that they played in. I didn't, I couldn't criticize any, and the little boy, they had a little boy and sister. I am telling you, that kid cried the best out of oh, no. since, since, when, since Michael Burnham on Star Trek Discovery. When I see little kids like that do such a great acting job, you, because, you know, acting's not easy. It's not just, oh, just memorize some words and spit them back out. So when I see kids do it really well, to me, it's really, it's more impressive than an adult because of yes. you know, what it takes to get there and stuff, to get to I that emotional state. On demand or if they like, took his favorite whoopie way or whatever the case may be, but that kid was was great. He he looked sad and pitiful and every time and he was he was just fantastic for you know what a four or five, five year old yeah four or five yeah he yeah. was because his sister was like seven or eight maybe not that much older right yeah good good relationship with the two another another that nice was yeah that was kind of the end scene uh from it so yeah all in all like i said it was um it was pretty decent this is some of the the, the final battle and and stuff that they wound up doing um i i thought the the big battle scene at the end was worth it it was a good um it was an action-packed show with really a lot of good again good fight scenes good storylines 
good character growth. I enjoyed it. I I just thought it it, it I thought it was slow and I mean, it did speed up. Don't get me wrong. Over the ten episodes, but you know, when we were talking earlier in the week about the little things, the that movie, I you know, you thought that was slow compared to this, and I think this is slow compared to that. Whoa! So, yeah, we're not even in the same ballpark. That yeah. was a total. That was a fortitude slow kind of burn thing. This was not. I you know I don't know it. I might give the second second season uh, a go. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch this one some, just to see. Uh, you know, my takeaway is it was it was fun. It was kind of a demented, animated ish type chiller. Um, you know, um, and it was good for me if it's it's appealing to a binge watching crowd. You know. Um, my my daughter sat down and wife and they just plowed right through it immediately. They didn't even want to stop. Um, I think they did it over two days. But if they had enough time in a day and they woke up and started it, they probably would have finished it in one day. Yeah, maybe, you know, that could be it, too. The fact that I didn't watch them, you know, boom, 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 you know, right back to back like that. I think the most I ever watched was three at a time. Which, I mean, that's a third of it because it's only 10 episodes. But still, um, I don't know. It, you know, to each their own, I guess. Yep. We don't agree again. So we get to do our weekly CGC grading system for comic books. I'll let you go first because I already know you're going to be a little lower than I am. Uh, I mean, I'd probably go like a 6.5. 6. Oh, that's actually higher than what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, I like monster stuff. And, and you know, when you told me about it, I was excited to watch it, but it just didn't really hook me. Did you like it better you know? than Monster Hunter or not? Ooh, no, I like Monster Hunter better. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. All right. And I um, like, I liked, um, oh my God, what was the movie we were talking about? Oh, hashtag alive. Yeah. Different thing, but it's one of the, a little bit of trivia. So hashtag alive is a Korean zombie movie, but the trivia is they use the same apartment building to film both of these. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, you know. But it was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I go 6.5. All right. I'm going 8.5. I thought Whoa, it was God. A joy all the way through. That is uh, so high. Yep. No, I I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, you know, and for anybody watching, you can go to our, you know, our Facebook or YouTube. You can leave comments, but, you know, you can leave your comments to us. Like when you finish it or if you finish it, what you think the grade, what, what grade you would give it on there. I, I enjoyed it from the beginning all the way through the ride. Yeah, it had some ups and downs. And there was a little bit of inconsistencies and stuff, but I enjoyed all the characters and seeing which way they went, the action, the gore. Um, I, I enjoyed everything about it. I like these kind of movies. Um, you had to pay attention. So, I mean, it's not something that I could, you know, just sit there and do something else and only have pay attention because there was a lot going on. But seriously, I enjoyed the movie. 
so much that I will probably go out and uh, get the webtoons and and read it and find out which one I like better. I I enjoyed where they went with this, and I hope they get a season two for this because I'd love to see a little more about what's going on in the planet. Well, yeah, I mean the way it ended, it would suck if there wasn't a season two. <laughs> yeah. It didn't have a it had a closure ending for you know a first season, but it wasn't an ending. It wasn't an ending of we're only doing 10 and that's it. It was definitely an ending of I hope we get picked up because of how we ended it. So. All right. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That is our uh, our debate on Sweet Home. Uh, give it a watch. Let us know what you think of it. I'd be curious. You know, I'm fine with people disagreeing with me. I'm used to it. Well, give me one second. I just want to pull up. I'm curious now because since you and I were kind of far off, Rotten Tomatoes, um, they always give their two grades. They give the critics grade and the critics are given it an 80%, which I don't always agree with the critics. So I always take that with a grain of salt. Um, average audience score is an 84%. So the audience wow. liked it a little bit better than the critics. So take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, I say give it a shot. I, I think it's solid. And the IMDb Metascores at a 7.4 with about 8,100 people chiming in. So solid reviews. See what you're Right between 6.5 and 8.5. It is. It is indeed. So that's why we do this. So give it a watch. Let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye. Until next week, grab your 3D glasses, get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw your pigskin up on the mantle. This is Dennis. This is Andy. Later, Later friends. friends.